how how have you and Brandy personally like figured out the the isolation thing and like with family and because you're totally right like it makes perfect sense in my head of why some guys on the road he's on the road constantly mm-hmm. can't see his wife can't see his kids you know if he even has a wife or kids you know right. and how how have you guys managed that to because i know you so you i remember you were on the road by yourself for a while earlier this, mm. this year and then you and brandy were just on the road together last right. time so how does how does all that work as far as her being on the road or as far as us just figuring out the Both. being alone? Thing? Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure I answered yeah. your question. Yeah. Um, as far as figuring it out, I guess I'll answer that first. Um, by the grace of God, man. Honestly. Do you um, do you think people can figure it out without? Without the grace of God? Yeah. No. Okay. And, and that's from having lived it. I'm, yeah. I'm telling you. Um, I got saved. July 9th, 2009. Oh, okay. Um, whole nother story oh, yeah. to that. Right. But I mean, I can tell you there, I mean, they're without a, beyond a shadow of a day. July the 9th, 2009. Okay. And, uh, my life before having found Christ, it was, it was this, it was a stereotypical life, man. I mean, it was horrible. Yeah. Um, and so, like, how do you figure it out? You, you, like, you have to have Christ in the gospel in your life. You just do. Yeah. Um, and the other thing is, is you have to be very intentional. Yeah. Um, and I think this is true of, of non-truck driving families, too. And so I guess I'm going to talk about it more from a, a perspective of, like, since me and Brandy have been together, right? Like, because I was driving truck when me and her met. And it's like... Yeah. She's got to figure out, like, okay, she's heard all the same stereotypes, you know, how many girlfriends does he have in how many different cities, and, you know, which, yeah, yeah. it's funny, because you're never in one city long enough to even find a girlfriend, much less more, you know, so anyway, <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, um, maybe in the old days, but um, she's, you know, still having to wrestle yeah. with those stereotypes, and so it's one of those, like, intentionality became like a catchphrase for a long time. Um, she used to make jokes to the kids and some of her family when we first got together that her job was talking to me on the phone. You know what I mean? Like just because she wasn't working, she was taking care of the kids or whatever. And so we might chat for half an hour, 45 minutes in the morning when she first got up and then she'd get off the phone and handle some stuff with the kids. And an hour later we're chatting again for half an hour, 40 minutes. And you know, it's just kind of off and on like that all day long. Um, obviously not everybody has the time in their schedule to be able to be on the phone three, four, five, you know, six hours out of the day. Like I get that, but you can still be very intentional with your spouse about the fact that you are thinking about them, you Mm. know, that you, that you do love them, that, that you are missing them. Um, and that goes from both directions, right? Like. I think it helped her to get that phone call from me or the text message from me 
whatever it was, just like, hey, I'm thinking about you. I love you. Like, it reminded her, I'm not out here looking at this or looking at her or looking for something else. Like, I'm thinking about you at yeah. home. Yeah. Um, and then it helps that driver. Okay, I, I'm not forgotten. I'm not ignored. Um, you know, so that helped a lot, a lot, which is being intentional. Staying, staying connected yeah. intentionally. And then not just, I would say, with your spouse, but, like, with other friends, too. Like, that's the hard part in driving is just reminding – because you get so – it's part of the reason I'm looking to get out of driving again right yeah. now is that it's almost, I don't even know if I want to really want to use this word or not. So I'm looking for a better word, <laughs> but you almost become enslaved to the truck. Yeah. Like literally like, um, the current situation that I'm in right now with my truck, if yeah. I choose to keep my truck, I could get it completely fixed yeah. and be financially secure and stable for at least a decent amount of time. Mm -hmm. But in order to do that, I would have to run that truck at max capacity six to seven, eight weeks at a time for the next year. Yeah. You know, which means that if over the course of the next year, I'm going to be home maybe six or seven times. Every one of those times is going to be for no more than two days. So over the next year, I'll be home for 14 days. Yeah. You know, like I'm just not prepared to do that no more, you know, um, so, which brings up the other key point, right? Yeah. Um, one of the things that me and Brandy started talking about, even if I was to keep driving truck, and this is before we started going into ministry, which was I had to get past that point when I was younger in my mind, I was going to make all of the money that could be made. Yeah. That was the goal. Yeah. And so in order to make all of the money that could be made, you always push harder. You always drive further. You always take this chance. You always bend to that rule. Um, whereas as I've matured, what's important to me has changed. Yep. Right. It's not about it's not the about money in my bank money. account. Yeah. And so what it's become is I'm going to run until I get the money I have to have. And then I'm going to shut my truck down and I'm going home. Go home. And that's hard to do. Um, you got to have a company that's willing to work with you. And you got to have just personally the character to say, okay, yes, I could have made 2000 extra dollars this week. But I chose to I went home. home and spent that with my wife and kids. Yeah. You know, and just have to be okay with that, you know. Um, so yeah, for us, I think that was really, you know, what it was is like, just determine what's important to you and, and then go with it. Um, how's it work with her on the truck? Yeah. How's, is that a different <laughs> dynamic? <laughs> That's a completely different dynamic. Why did, um, why did, is this the first time she's done it? No, 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 no. She's okay. been on the truck with me before. This is the longest, longest. that she's okay. ever done it. Yeah. She's been on the truck with me for a few weeks before. Um, and it's actually great. I love having her on the truck. Yeah. Um, for the most part. <laughs> um, she uh, she definitely gets to see firsthand a lot of the things that she only ever hears about yeah. or that she imagines. Huh. Um, which is good and bad. So some things she realizes aren't as bad as she imagines them to be. And some things she realizes are worse than she heard they were. Um because it's one thing to hear, oh, I drove from the Florida-Georgia state line 
all the way to Kearney, Nebraska, nonstop. Mm-hmm. And it's so it's one thing to hear that somebody did that. Yeah. Um, it's another thing to be sitting in the truck while somebody's doing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and she's like, "When when are you going to shut down and go to bed?" He's like, "When I get to Kearney. <laughs> yeah. I'll see you in two days." You know, like I mean, just you just run and, um, yeah. So that that's definitely. And it's, it's funny because she tells people all the time, and she's not kidding. The day that I call her and I tell her that I got a ticket for a logbook violation will mm-hmm. be the biggest fight of our marriage. Um, she is, yeah, she has made no ifs, ands, or buts. She, you know, cause, and she knows, and she's right. I know what the laws are. Yeah. I know what I should run and what I shouldn't run. Yep. And if I choose to run over that, then not only am I doing something wrong, but I'm doing something stupid. Yeah. And when I get caught, not if, but when I get caught, um, she is not going to just be okay with the fact that I got caught because I was making a stupid choice to begin with. And so yeah. I will have the state to deal with as and, well as my wife. And your wife. Yeah. <laughs> Which, uh, so, um, state me, you can maybe figure out. Ooh, yeah. Good luck with <laughs> explaining yeah. that one. Yeah, you've met my wife. Right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no. she's, she's mad at me when she's in a good mood. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No. But, man, that's my, And would you recommend that to, I don't know how big the truck driving, like, Christian Commu- community yeah. is, yeah. especially. But, like, would you recommend that a couple do that so that way for for to for, get just a perspective for short periods of time absolutely yeah. because I'll tell you we like I just made those jokes right and yeah. some of that's serious like I mean she does she gets to see that stuff right um there is some logistical stuff like every person's different right and so I, and I'm not sharing anything I don't want to like I'm not trying to overshare yeah, right? yeah, yeah but some people's bladders are bigger than others and some people, I was literally going to ask you about some, that. <laughs> some, some people are trained to yeah. go, I've got to drive 700 miles today, and so you pee when you stop. Yep. And other yep. people are used to being able to go into the bathroom and every, go to the restroom whenever they need to. That's when and, we go. And so, yeah, um, it's it's literally a situation where I've either got to stop the truck 10 times a day, which yep. I don't have the time for, yep. nor can we afford, or we buy a five-gallon bucket and say, here. <laughs> I mean, yep. Put a lid on it and we'll clean it out later. Yeah. Um, so and we've done that. Um, yeah. Not this time around, but we have done that in the past. Like I just I can't stop every yeah. little bit. Like we got to go. I was no, um, I was literally gonna ask because I'm like I know my mom. She drinks a bunch of coffee and it's like every hour we gotta stop gotta now. Stop. Yeah, and that's and, the thing. Like, man, like it, it was bad the first yeah. few times that she went on the truck with me. It was just like, and she knew it. That was part of her concern for wanting to yeah, go. Yeah. And so literally that was our workaround for that because I can't stop. Even, yeah. even if it's a quick, just go to the bathroom and back out to the truck, It's still you're losing 20 minutes Yeah. between getting off the highway, getting parked, getting in, getting and going. Like you get just, paid by mile? By, well, drivers and, all get paid different. So okay. I, like right now I'm paid percentagely. Okay. Or percentagely, that's a good word. Like, <laughs> high the percentage. Um, but yeah, some drivers are paid by the mile. Yeah. Some get paid a percentage of the total freight, which is what I'm getting paid now. Okay, okay. Um, some guys get paid by their weight. Yeah. Some guys get paid by the number of loads they haul in a week, you know. Yeah. No matter yeah. what, if you're not, if the truck's if you're parked, not, if you're, you're not driving, yeah. you're losing yeah, money. exactly. Yeah. It doesn't matter which yeah. way. Yeah, How, however you're getting paid, the yeah. truck being parked is not part of that pay package. Yep, yep. Um, <clears throat> and then even, 
if you really are trying to run as close to legal as you can, like I said, getting off of the interstate, pull into a spot, run inside, run back to the truck, get back out onto the interstate, get up to speed. You've lost 15 to 20 minutes. Yep. Period. And so you add that up five or six times a day. That's over an hour. Well, let's just call that an hour at 70 miles an hour. That's 70 miles. Yeah. You know? Yeah. One day. Now add that up over the course of a whole week. You're looking at 300 something miles. Yep. You know? Um, and so, yeah, just couldn't do it. So, yeah, we did. We got a bucket. Yep. I even got her a little toilet seat for the bucket. <laughs> uh, got some of that little Clorox bleach spray oh, and we lined the whole bucket out with it. <laughs> and then what you do. two or three times a day, I would dump it and rinse it out with a water hose and put Keep the going. lid back on it. And, yeah. Well, um, I'm sure for her it was not the most comfortable thing. Yeah. Um, of course, she grew up doing a lot of camping and yeah. stuff like that. And so yeah. dad tells you go behind a tree. And exactly. Yeah. So <laughs> it wasn't, yeah, she didn't, you know, feel too awkward with it. But yeah. like at the same time, I will also say this once again, not legal. Yeah. Because technically it's a hazardous material. Oh, really? And so, yeah. Okay. So, so now you have a hazardous bio um, uh, on your there? truck. And so. <laughs> And you don't have a bill of lading for it, and you don't have placards on it. Yeah, so it's just what? like this whole weird, you know what? And that all yeah. started from somebody threw a bottle at an officer. Um, I'm sure that's how that all started. Yeah. But um, so yeah, I mean, just but so there is that side of it, right? Okay. But on the other side, would I? Would I? Absolutely, I would. Yeah. And here's why: the time that me and her have got to spend, especially this last go around, because this last go around when she went out with me this summer. Mm-hmm. Um, that was more of a personal, like it was great for us to be together, but I think for her, she needed to kind of hit the personal reset button on the last year. Hmm. Um, because the move here was really rough. Yeah. Um, not just the move, but just the year since we've been here, it's just been so up and down for her emotionally that I think she needed just a little bit of a pause. Um, and so that was good. But then the time that we have spent studying scripture together mm-hmm. instead of just like hey what are you reading and this is what i'm reading and then just having some surface level conversations over the phone um we've actually been able to have some like we went through romans really in depth together for like two or three weeks um mm-hmm. and that was a lot of fun just being able to pray about things um with us and looking at replanting and ministry and um we love carney Right. But we knew that when we came to Kearney that it wasn't permanent. Yeah. And so just praying through, okay, Lord, you know, like, what's this next season look like? You know, what do we need to do to prepare for this next season? Um, things like that. Like the, just the time being able to spend with her has almost been, like, I wouldn't replace that for nothing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it can get a little aggravating and, and especially if, if, if there's, as a driver, you you <laughs> you just have a set way of doing things. You have a set place for everything. Um, it's funny because my wife is very meticulous about her house, um, and right now it doesn't quite look that way. Well, you to can me, you can see signs of it for sure. Right. Though to me, this looks clean. Okay, yeah. my wife thinks that this is horrible. Okay, <laughs> but she hasn't been home. Right, yeah. and. So uh, we're just going to leave it there. She, she <laughs> hasn't been home. But the point is, is like, I guarantee you over the next two to three days, every little, I don't care if it's a book on the shelf, if it, it's not angled right, yeah. she will straighten it up. 
This is very, just from my perspective, I can, yes, there are a few letters on the ground and stuff, but there's just so much organization right now, and I... But here's the thing. But if it's not your organization... She's only like that at home. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> okay? On the, and it's not that she's not like that somewhat on the truck, right? But the truck isn't her normal place. Mm-hmm. Like, for me, I feel more normal on the truck than I do here at home. Yeah. I just do. And so I've got my entire truck set up in a way where basically there's nothing I can't reach mm-hmm. from my driver's seat without having to turn my head. Like I can reach anything I need in my truck without even having to look for it because it's never been anywhere else. It's never going to be anywhere else. That's where it belongs. Mm-hmm. Until your wife lives on the truck with you and then all of a sudden nothing is <laughs> nothing where is it where belongs. It and, and when you ask her, well, where do you put this? Well, it didn't make any sense being there, so I moved it over there. <laughs> it's like, but I always put it right there. But I can't reach it over there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. There's been a lot of those. And it's funny because in some ways, she has helped the organization on the truck. Um, but it's just one of those, like, you do have to learn, just like at home, right? You learn mm-hmm. to compromise with each other. And um, there's been a lot of fun times. But I tell you, like, just having that sweet time. One thing that me and Brandy have never had, mm-hmm. um, just because of how we met and with the kids and with me being on the road. And we have never, in the course of our entire relationship and marriage, had time where it was just me and her. Really? Um, and so, yeah, the last couple of months have been some of the sweetest of our marriage. That's awesome. Honestly, dude. like it really has. Um, and just, just having... Having that time, really, honestly, has been invaluable. It's one of those things that we've both always wished that we had. Mm-hmm. And we just, we just, you know, it's just, okay, well, we get it. We both wish we had it. We both know we're not going to get it. Like, just go on. Yeah. Um, but, you know. Like, so did, did, was she the one who suggested coming along this time? Or She did, actually. Yeah. Well. Or was it kind of. Yeah. So, actually, I think it was her suggestion. But I think it was based off of a joke that I made. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Um, so um, our daughter, Trin, had moved yeah. back to Georgia. And so literally at that point, Brandy was in the house by herself. And it was the first time since Brandy was 16 that there's no kids to take care of. Wow. And so she's like, okay. Well, at the same time, I just started going back on the road. Mm-hmm. And... Granted, when our relationship started, that that was our normal. Mm-hmm. But over the last couple of years, she's gotten used to me being home now. Um, and so all of a sudden, after COVID and I got laid off, started driving again. So now she's at home for the first time, basically, since her, you know, 16 with no mm-hmm. kids. And I'm on the road. She's kind of sitting here by herself. And I think just the weight of the year. Mm-hmm. was just really getting to her and she's just like you know what and I just kind of just flippantly one day and I was just like you know what like I'm gonna be home next weekend pack a bag like just go just go on the road with me for a couple of weeks and uh, she was like yeah yeah whatever <laughs> and like I think it was a week later she was like okay so I put in my notice at Cabela's and I was like wait what <laughs> and she was like yeah I'm going on the road what? and I was like 
Like, okay. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and we actually talked about it being a permanent deal. Um, yeah. I don't think that that was ever a real option. Yeah. But we talked about it, you know. Um, but one, just her comfort level. She she doesn't like driving. She doesn't like being yeah, on the road. I don't like being on the road um, for that long. That's just... Traffic makes her very anxious. Yeah. And so does weather. Um, which is why, regardless of how things played out, she was coming home this weekend anyway. Because yeah. she wanted to get some of the weather changing across the country yeah. in pictures. Yeah. But she didn't want to catch any of the snow falling. You know? Yeah. And yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. So, I could, I just kind of made a joke. And then she was just like, you know what? Maybe that would be really good for me for a while. And like she said, you know, she actually, she's actually the one that brought up. Like, we've, mm-hmm. we've never just had time just to be together. And, yeah, I know you're still going to be working. But, you know, we can just hang out and talk and pray and... You know, we sat out. Buddy of mine got married in Denver a few weeks ago, and yeah, um, we literally sat out in a parking lot at eleven, twelve o'clock at night. Nobody else in the parking lot, just me and her, and turned on the radio and danced for like thirty uh, minutes. You know, I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah. just little things that like we've just never really got to do. You know, yeah. and um, yeah, I mean, like the wedding was pretty much over. Everybody was gone, and we were actually we had just got back to the hotel and just. Like, huh. I left the radio on in the truck, and we just sat out there and danced, you know? It was just, like, <laughs> silly little things, but you know what? Yeah. Like, it was cool to just be able to do them, oh, you know? Dude, and so... That's so cool. Um, yeah. Um, I have a real quick question before transitioning to one more thing. What... Are, are you currently, like... I don't know how to describe this. Are you like self-employed then, or are you work for a company? Like, how does <laughs> yeah, that how yeah. does that aspect work? So I lease my truck. Okay. From the company that I work for. So yes, I'm self-employed. Okay. On a 1099, um, as far as taxes and yeah, things yeah, like yeah. that are concerned, but because I'm purchasing the truck from this company, I couldn't necessarily take this truck and use it to haul any freight I wanted. Okay. I would have to haul, I can only haul the freight that they, they give me. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That makes a little bit more sense. Um, so, and I feel like some of this trucking stuff, we're talking more about lifestyle, not necessarily like the technical aspects right, of it. Right, right. So, yeah, yeah. you know, if, and if you got, if, I mean, you, ask if you're those interested, questions, dude. Yeah. Uh, you, you the listener, if you are interested in the technical side of trucking, if all this crazy life sounds like something you know <laughs> go research it a little bit more on your own hopefully ryan has given you some you know right some tidbits on kind of what it some well, of that i'll give you logistics. my email i'll give you my email yeah. too if somebody's got questions man, shoot them over I yeah mean, but i'll go into details but realistically i think we'll keep going on the current direction we're going with the conversation so my question then is where do you go from now? This is this is what I mean. This is this is your life right now that you're thinking yeah. about. You're you know, very unfortunate circumstances as far as your truck breaking yeah. down. I got a thirty-five thousand pound paperweight right now. Yeah, yeah, and now you're back home for a little bit. You gotta still figure this out. I mean, you've talked about ministry. Yeah. You. I mean, I don't need. I didn't ask you this. I don't know what ministry you've done on the road. That might be an interesting. Thing yeah. To talk yeah. About we can real. talk about that too. But maybe, maybe we'll do that real quick. We'll talk about what you've done in ministry on the road okay. real quick, and then what, what with all now? that experience, with all that life's happenings and stuff. 
trying to figure out what your okay. relationship with your wife is and stuff. Well, she married me. Well, so, yeah, 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 yeah. No, yeah, I mean, like... I think that makes it, her my wife. <laughs> <laughs> I meant, like, the dynamics no, of, yeah, of what, what your life together is going to look like, you know? Um, what do you think? Well, uh, was, as far as ministry... That was, like, a million road, questions. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> um, it's good, actually. Just You know what? And what I love about it, too, I love to talk trucking. Yeah. I love to talk trucking. Um I don't even know if we've scratched the surface. Um, so I could like literally do this for days. <laughs> but um, as far as ministry on the road, it's um, it's touch and go. It's hard, right? Okay. Because it's definitely a huge heart that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's very few ministries that are actively pursuing the trucking community. That, that's gospel. what I was There's very few. Yep. Um, and the few that there are, God bless them. I know that their intentions are, are well meant, but they're overworked. They're mm. understaffed. Yeah. Um, and some of them are just very poorly ran. Yeah. Um, and and I, I don't mean that um, as a condemnation of any particular individual. It's just it's just the way it is, especially when like some of these places are completely one hundred percent volunteer, and then when you throw in the fact that there's nobody really kind of leading it, it's just just one hundred percent volunteer effort, and then you throw in life with COVID and life oh, with yeah. trucking community and no consistency. It's just, there's no consistency. Yeah. Um, so a prime example of that, as far as consistency is there's, there, there are what, a couple of different, um, ministries that have things like this, but they're called truck stop chapels. Mm-hmm. And, um, some of them will meet in the truck stops. Some of them will have a refurbished semi trailer that you meet in. And so they have them all over the country, different truck stops. In the last five or six months, I have seen one, one that had its doors open. One, um, yeah. kind of hard to reach people with the gospel when <laughs> your doors are never open. If you're not open, you know, yeah. the one or two times that somebody once again was willing to work that courage up to take that step, because sometimes I think for us in the Christian world, mm-hmm. right. And depending, I guess this goes back to how you were raised. Like, were you raised in the church, not raised in the church? I don't know. But for me, right, I remember what it was like to walk into a church for the first time as an adult. Yeah. And the, honestly, the amount of anxiety and the shame and the guilt that I carried with that. And just like, it took me a while to build up enough courage to walk in that door. Yeah. Um, And so different scenario than what we were talking about earlier with the churches turning you away, but it's the same thing when the door's locked. Yeah. You know? Um, and so anyway, I say all of that to say that just there's, we need more, we need more people with a heart for Christ that are willing to go out and take the gospel to the truck driving community. And we need local churches, quite frankly, to step up and, and, and put in the work that it's going to take to do that. Do you, um, sorry, I don't mean to interrupt. No, do, you, do you think it, does it have to come from truckers? No. No. Okay. No. Does it help in some circumstances? Sure. Okay. You know, just like, and if this language is a little tough for people, I'm sorry, but I'm only calling myself what I was. Okay. Mm-hmm. Does it help if a drunk talks to a drunk? Yeah. Yeah. Does it help if a junkie talks to a junkie? Yeah. 
So would it help if a trucker talked to a trucker? Yeah. But do you have to be? No. no. Okay. Right? Um, you don't have to have been an addict to share the gospel with somebody who was an addict. Exactly. But there is a connection that those two people are going to share that, that somebody else won't. doesn't make anyone less effective than the other. So the answer to that question is no. It doesn't have okay. to be a trucker. Um, but <laughs> it's, it, what it takes is somebody who just loves Jesus. Exactly. And is willing to have that awkward confrontation or that awkward conversation and just say, okay, it's going to be awkward and I'm going to do it anyway. You know, um, Mark Halleck, I love the dude and probably too much, um, <laughs> says, you know, lean into the awkward. And I'm sure he got that from somebody else, but he's the only one I heard say it. So <laughs> one day I'll use it enough that I'll be like, I used to say. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. But no, I mean, seriously, that's what it's going to take. Um, going back to what I said earlier, right? Churches, when, when, you, when you get your signs in your parking lot that say no truckers allowed. And you're across the street from a truck stop. Yeah. But not once have you ever been across the street to that truck stop. Right? Yeah. You know? Now, granted, we could say the same thing about churches. When's the last time that the people at our church, you know, went and knocked on the doors of the apartment complex next door to the church? Yeah. You know, how? what is your church doing to love the community that they are in? Right? Because that's what's going to help grow your church that's what's going to help make disciples that's what's going to help share the gospel right you get you can't sit in the walls of your church <laughs> will god bring the unsaved and the in, in the lost into your church randomly on any given sunday sure he can do that it's not typically what's going to happen yeah. right um we call them outreach programs to get the church out of the church. Yeah. Right? Go out. You know? I mean, um, well, even, even just, you mentioned earlier that, that moment of, you know, walking out of the truck, being met halfway, saying, turn around. Can you imagine the difference of someone actively walking out, seeing you, meeting you halfway and saying, come in. Hey, yeah. Yeah. Glad you're here. Yeah, exactly. Like, and, that single experience can like completely change a person's life. Absolutely. And you know what? I will say this. Let me defend churches briefly. Okay. <laughs> and, and, and only slightly, quite frankly. But in some respects, drivers have done this to themselves. Yeah. Okay. Um, some drivers, just like other people in, in society, right, are not very clean. They're not yeah. very, you know, so a truck's parked over here in this spot for 10, 12 hours. And the next thing you know, there's a pee bottle laying there and there's a bag of trash laying yeah. there. People get sick and tired of seeing stuff like that. Well, okay, we'll just tell the truckers they can't stop here. Yeah, um, I get that, right? The other side of it, they can't really control as much as some people think they can. And that is, you know, I might have showed up to a church on more than one occasion and I haven't had a shower in three days. Yeah. Because I didn't have a place that I could shower exactly. for three days. And, and when people don't understand that, you know, and I get, it's, it's a give and take mm-hmm. both ways, but... Mm-hmm. And that's the thing. People say, well, yeah, you can. Every truck stop's got showers nowadays. You're right. Most truck shops do have showers nowadays. Um, Did I have the $12 to $15 to $20 in my pocket to pay for the shower if I didn't have free shower credits? Because that's how much they're charging. Yeah. Um, 
That's funny. the other thing Crazy. is too is I can, and most of the time I can get free showers. Listen, yeah. I can yeah, yeah. I, I I there's ways for us to get free showers, absolutely. Yeah. But here's what happens, and that Brandy will tell you, we actually went almost a week without a shower recently because every place I stopped, their water wasn't working. What? Just yeah. You know, between the things, schedule, they just happened. Between the schedule of what we had to run, and then okay, we can't get into this truck stop because it's full. Okay, we'll stop at this other one. Oh, their water's not working. Okay, well now I've just wasted an hour trying to figure this out. I've got to get back on the road, and just next thing you know, it's four or five days, and we haven't had a shower. Like, yeah. okay, the next truck stop, I don't care what happens, we're gonna stop and get a shower. You know what I mean? But you still have those things happen, and so it just it, it does. You know. So with that said, you're like, I get it. You know, some of these guys stink. Some of them are dirty. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Mm-hmm. Like, it, to me, right, it, it's worth suffering that little bit, right? Like, especially now. We're all wearing masks anyway. You can't smell it. <laughs> like, the only thing you smell is your own breath. If it yeah. stinks, pop a it, in. It's your own fault. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, and when you think about it, like, we're, it's not, it's not the healthy who need a doctor it's the yeah, sick and go. so you know what a what a physical representation of yeah. that fact like i mean yeah. i'm not saying you know you, you can be a christian and be you know haven't had a shower in a few days right. <laughs> but my wife will tell you yes cleanliness is not no. <laughs> yeah but to think about it like if you can't even love someone on the outside because they stink how in the world right. are you going to love them on the inside when their sinful heart is right rotten? exactly yeah like, yeah if you can't take that that five minutes of of my smell can you really take the 10 minutes of my story yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um so as far as just like you know ministry and witnessing to guys like i we we have done quite a bit like actually we were blessed by uh somebody at the church they got us a case of these Bibles. Okay. Um, which is, that, is really kind of cool. Uh, okay. They're just New Testaments. Yeah, you can take okay. a look at it. Um, they're just New Testaments. Yeah. Um, but I say just New Testaments. Maybe, <laughs> but, um, yeah. but it's kind of cool just with them having the truck on the on the cover. Yeah. Um, some truckers are just kind of like, oh. They're, you they're, already look. A lot of times you try yeah. to hand a guy a Bible and they're like. What's this? They're like, eh, I don't really need it. You know, all of a sudden now it's got a truck on the cover and they're like, oh, let me look at that. You know yeah. what I mean? So. Um, that's been kind of cool um, having those. We try we try to just talk to drivers when we have the opportunity, whether it's um, sitting at a dock, getting mm-hmm. loaded or unloaded, or um, sitting around the truck stop. Um, if if we can strike up a conversation with the driver, mm-hmm. um, typically I'll start it off with just asking about them, just how they're doing. How's your day going? This, that, whatever. Hey, when's the last time you got to home? And, yeah. and just kind of yeah. letting them brag on themselves a little bit and their family a little bit. Um, and then trying to move that towards the gospel. Because it always turns in, well, what about you? You know, what are you guys up to? You know, and exactly. So, and so then we'll go and, and try to move into a gospel centered conversation from there. Um, and it's been really awesome. I mean, I've had the opportunity, even recently, um, two of the coolest stories actually that I've got from recent memory. Are in Virginia, okay. um, two completely separate related ones, right? But um, hang on, can you pause that one second. I'm gonna pause. <laughs> okay, uh, for people, because you can't see, but the Ryan handed me a, a New Testament Bible on the front. It's got like a truck, uh, and is essentially more or less just the New Testament. But there's looks like 
some different things specifically targeted to truck divers and a little bit of is this kind of like a like a short summary of right like, yeah, at the front, like, a, you like, know? A, like a short gospel yeah. presentation yeah. and so just a little a little something that's a little bit more relatable i guess yeah and what we'll do um like with the ones that i've been able to give out is i'll take and i'll write my phone number oh okay and, yeah and my facebook page in here yeah and that way it's like hey man like if you guys just if you need to pray if you need to talk whatever get a hold of me if you got a question get a hold of me um, if they'll give me their number, yeah. then then I'll take it. But typically, a lot of times they're more comfortable with just taking mine. Just, and, yep. Yep. Um, so yeah, we we we've handed several of these out. Um, a lot of times, it's it's just one off conversations. And honestly, the biggest ones are dinner. Um, so like about a uh, two months ago, I guess roughly, mm-hmm. we were in Raffine, Virginia at a uh, TA truck stop. Actually, it's a Petro truck stop. Um, and it used to be called White's. Um, anyway, it's it's one of those old truck stops that have been around forever and every trucker knows where it's at, you know. <laughs> and um, we were eating dinner and a guy come in and happened to be a black man and he came in and was kind of the only other driver sitting in the corner of mm-hmm. the restaurant mm-hmm. that we were in and just, hey, how are you doing? And he looked at me funny. <laughs> you talking to me? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't see anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm good. How are you doing? You know, and next thing you know, me, him, and Brandy are having this three-way conversation for the next half hour, 45 minutes yeah. about scripture, about his wife, about truck driving. Just, yeah. but, and that's the thing. We do try to share the gospel as much as possible, but... Here's the challenge. In a quote-unquote normal church setting, right, I can have as many conversations with Kurt as I want to have and as Kurt and I make time for Mm -hmm. over the course of several weeks, right? We can get to know each other slowly over time. And then if there's something serious we want to discuss with each other, we can kind of build into that. Trying to witness and evangelize from the truck driving community, you don't have that. This is mm-hmm. the only time in my life I'm probably going to see this guy. It's a one-off. Yep. You know? And so, it, it's almost... <laughs> it's like, did you ever play baseball? <laughs> Why'd you have to ask the question? I played baseball <laughs> one like, year. I asked the questions here, sir. One, <laughs> <laughs> one year... Uh, my team was super good. We were undefeated. We lost the championship, so there's trauma well, there. You're not undefeated. And, if you not lost any, the unde- not undefeated anymore. Oh, okay. Uh, I was super garbage at baseball. I hit the ball one time. Okay. I didn't even hit foul balls. I just hit the ball one time. Okay. And I was, you know, when you're when you're younger, if you're in the outfield, you know, when you get the pros, outfield is really important. When you're younger, outfield is... Right. Go pick some flowers. Go, go pick some grass. Yeah, yeah that was me. Um, well, if it makes you feel any better, you hit the ball one more time than I could. Okay. okay? I was not a baseball player at all. Um, matter of fact, I started like wrestling and things like that so that I didn't have to play baseball. Um, so, no, I was not a baseball player. But I use the analogy from baseball. Okay. Um, so Spencer will be disappointed in us both, by the way. But... <laughs> <laughs> but you know, you're standing up there at the bat, right? 
And like some players, they know, oh, I'm going to get plenty of bats. Yeah. And so it's just a nice, easy swing. Okay, no big deal. Yeah. Right? Not me. You know okay. you get one shot. Yeah. At right. And that's kind of presenting the gospel, right? Like it's just a nice, easy, let me get to know you. Let me love you. Let me let me mm-hmm. show you the gospel more than tell you the gospel. Yeah. Because, the, you know, I can love you. And now once you know that I love you, you'll trust me. And we can yes, have this. exactly. It's great, great, yeah. great way to go about it. But I don't have that time. Yeah. Right. So for me, I'm standing up there with like my Louisville slugger, and like <laughs> I'm just swinging for the fences with every swing, right? And yeah. it's like sometimes that works, sometimes. and sometimes you swing the bat so hard that you spin around backwards and you fall on your legs. You know, yeah. it's just like, oh wow, what just happened? I don't know. Have you um, have you had many people after having those conversations? I mean, obviously, right. I think those people. Having those conversations, the fact that you acknowledge them, that's one That's right. one huge step. But, right. like, have you ever had follow-up with people and stuff? Or? So, some follow-up, but not a lot. No. And that's what okay. I was going to say. Those one-offs, to me, and the success of those conversations will never really be known. And here's why. I've had a couple of that, like, well, yeah, you know, can, can we just pray right now? And Yeah. Okay. But that's also very, to me, almost... Um, like, is there a conversion there? Is yeah. God really touching their heart? Is their life changing? There's no way for me to know. Um, so there's been very little for me to say that I've seen a lot of fruit off of that. Like, all I'm doing really, in, in my mind there, is just planting seeds and planting seeds and planting seeds. Exactly. Um, and maybe watering a seed that's already been planted, you know, and, and what the Lord is doing with those conversations and those people, I'll never know. I'll never know. Yeah. But I'm just trying to be faithful in continuing that. Now, what you said about just acknowledging them and having the conversation is huge because, once again, going back to this gentleman we were just talking about in Raffine, Virginia, Mm -hmm. um, Brandy and I are sitting there having this conversation with the guy. Um, He actually acknowledges several times, and I'm sure your listeners are aware of all the nonsense that has been going on in our country. Yeah, it's been wild. And so he actually (laughs) brings it up. I, I, I'm sorry if I acted strange when you guys said hello. I just couldn't believe you said hello to me. Huh. And it was just like, wow. That there that you know? that, that guy had felt so Right. Like he wasn't gonna speak to us because we were white and he didn't expect that we would speak to him because he was black. Wow. And that was just the expectation. Well and it as and, a truck driver on top of all right. that, being isolated and Right. That's and so yeah. we actually ended up having more conversation along those lines. Mm-hmm. We, we did, the three of us. Brandy and I just decided, and this is actually, I've done this a lot. Um, we, we ended up paying for the guy's meal. And then what we do when we do that, instead of just having it on one bill, I'll still have them do two separate bills. Mm-hmm. But we'll write on the back of their check. And I'll just write him a little note, just telling him how much I appreciate the conversation. Mm-hmm. I'll give him maybe a couple verses of scripture. I'll give him my phone number, my email, that type of stuff. And it's still very similar to the one-off conversations. I've had a few people contact me for some prayer requests over the years through that. But I'll tell you how much I feel like it, it, it going back to planting and watering those seeds. Yeah. Brandy and I left the truck stop after paying for his meal. He didn't even know we had paid for it yet. He was still eating when we left. Mm-hmm. And through a conversation with another driver, we got held up on the outside of the truck stop. Mm-hmm. And so we're sitting there, we're talking, and the next thing you know, this man walked out. And when he came out, he started to walk by us, and he realized that it was us. Mm-hmm. 
and he stopped, and I'm telling you, the man had tears in his eyes. What? And yeah. he, just, he literally, he was like a little kid come running up to me, just wrapped his arms around me, and, man, thank you so much, and, you know, you're just... You, you strengthened my faith today and just and I'm not saying all of this to make myself sound good it was it was it wasn't me yeah it wasn't brandy yeah. it was literally just just God's love working through us and this man actually feeling like somebody cared about him um and what a testimony it was I'm gonna I'm, it was he really I mean he's sitting there giving me just this huge hug yeah and he's crying he ends up giving brandy a hug by the end of it and we prayed together but there's other drivers. Yeah, there are other still people around in you. and out yeah. of the truck stop, and um, so here, you know, just to give you the picture, I mean, I've already, you know, big black guy, and when I say black, I mean like, or big rather, I mean, sorry, <laughs> it's <but> okay. <laughs> he, I'm serious. Like I'm six one. Yeah, and this guy had to be six six. He, I mean, he's I mean, yeah, he's giant. Just, I mean, I'm having to look up. You know, yeah, he's yeah. just. Got his arm, he's bald, got his arms wrapped around me. Here I am, bald guy, cowboy hat, beard, <laughs> you know. So, like, visibly, we could not be two opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah. You know what I mean? And we're just wrapped in this embrace, and he's crying, and Brandy's crying, and I'm I'm almost crying, <laughs> you know. And all these other drivers are walking by us. Like, what the heck you know? is and going on like, over there? What is yeah. going on? But then we start we start talking about the Lord, and we start talking about the gospel, and we're holding hands, and we're praying. Yeah. And so not only was it so encouraging to see him be strengthened, but we got encouraged, we got strengthened, and then how many seeds were planted in the hearts and the minds of every other driver mm-hmm. walking back and forth into that truck stop, you yeah. know? So it's just... It's little things like that where, you know, we'll probably never see the results. Yeah. You know, but I just trust God that they're going to be there. That's you know? so cool, dude. Like, and it, it's, I know for a lot of people, it's really hard in ministry, especially young people. They feel like they have to see, like, from start to finish. Yeah. They'll be like, yeah, I've been talking with my friend for, for years now, and finally they became a Christian. And, I was, and that's awesome if you're there yeah. for the whole walk. but. Yeah realistically life like you don't get those opportunities all the time a lot of times it's hey i was that one step and not just not just me right right i was just one person among many that finally led them there and you know what in the end it's not you it's not any of these people it's god working through all these people to get them to where he wants them and correct me if i'm wrong kurt but isn't that what scripture tells us Exactly. Right? Didn't Paul say, I watered? Apollo, I mean, I planted and Apollos watered? Yeah. You know? So you don't know like, that's in the exact moment what you might do. Yeah. 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 Um, now, I will say this. When you are able to share more in depth yeah. and build that relationship, because here's the thing. I may be planting and watering seeds with these drivers, right? But I'm not discipling them. Exactly. That's a whole separate issue, yeah. which is what we were called to do, right? Yeah. We weren't called to go and make converts. Yep. We were called to go and make disciples, yep. right? And so I do think that that's important, um, which is where the other big thing that I've gotten to do um, while being on the road was when I was training. Okay. Um, because what will happen is these guys go to a school. Mm-hmm. Okay, They go through a school for four to six weeks, and they learn how to pass a test in an empty truck with no load. Mm-hmm. Right? We're probably running out of time, huh? No, no, no. We're oh, good. Okay. <laughs> I... I yeah I had to stop and interrupt 
Uh, I'm not. I'm not interrupting you. I've been texting people while right. just to make no, sure. No, no, you're good. I just I'm good. To make I sure. still. I still have time. Okay. Um, but these guys are spending four to six weeks at a truck driving school and learning how to pass the test. Yeah. Here's the thing: they've never driven a loaded truck, and then they still got to learn all the company policies. Mm-hmm. This, that, whatever. So anyway, they end up typically getting put with a trainer, mentor, whatever they want to be called. And they'll live on the truck with this guy yeah. from anywhere from three to six weeks. And those have been some of the coolest stories. Yeah. Um, because I'm very open about my faith. I talk a lot about my faith. And I've had some conversations with guys that absolutely were not open. Yeah. To any religious conversation. I've had I've had Muslims on my truck that were very antagonistic yeah. to my faith. I've had Buddhists who didn't care about <laughs> my faith. I've had atheists who thought that I was insane. Yeah. And I've had guys that honestly didn't know what to think. Like, like, I, I literally just all the way around, you know. And yeah. um over the course of years, right, you live in it because here's the thing. I, it's a semi truck, yep. you know. Um, our entire living space is probably smaller than the size of my bathroom. Like Oof. you know, I mean, and you're you're in that space yeah. for twenty to twenty two hours a day, seven days a week for six seven weeks, and or you know four to six weeks rather. And so yeah, I mean, it's you talk because there's nothing else. There's nothing you know else what I mean? And yeah. so um, there's been multiple occasions where I was able to lead another driver to faith. Um, and then actually get to communicate and talk to them and build that relationship over the years. Um, yeah. There's a couple of people that pop up to, in my mind very mm-hmm. specifically hmm. um, that, you know, some of which Brandy has even got the opportunity to know. Yeah. Um, and so That's awesome. being, being able to be a part of those yeah. stories. Um, I've had guys, man, I had a guy on my truck one time that had been homeless for six years. And the county where he lived paid for him to go to truck driving school so that they could get him off the streets because he could just live in his truck and he wouldn't have to live anywhere. You know, he wouldn't mm-hmm. have to worry about not having somewhere to live. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's on my truck now and we're running the country for, you know, six weeks and just getting to know him and just seeing like the, the hope mm-hmm. in his eyes. Like, when we went inside the first restaurant, and we sat down to have a meal, and typically I would buy my, I wouldn't buy all of my students' meals, but yeah. I would buy, um, and it was like, hey, you know, I, I got your dinner or whatever, and I ordered two buffets. He just looked, he just looked lit he up. He was just like, he's like, we're eating the buffet? You know, now, some of y'all have not seen me, I understand. <laughs> I'm a big man, okay? Um, I am slowly working on getting smaller, um, but buffets are my normal, okay? Yeah. <laughs> this guy, yeah, you could just tell. He was just like, just something as small as just buying him a meal, you know? Yeah. Um, but then getting to witness to him, share the love of Christ with him, you know, fast forward, okay? This dude owns his own truck, owns his own house, he's married, he's got two kids, you know what I mean? And just knowing that I got to be used by God in even a small way mm-hmm. in this guy's story, you know, um, when he's standing at the church talking to some guy about, well, how do you get saved? You know, 
he's talking about, well, I was on the road with my trainer and he opened up his Bible and started reading Ephesians 2. You know, just asked me what my thoughts were. Um, you know, so just being able to be a part of that, I think has been, and that's actually been the stronger areas when I have been able to build those relationships mm-hmm. and, and kind of work on more of a discipling. You're right. Those are the exciting ones, right? Yeah. Um, plenty of rejection, plenty of everything else, but you know, you're going to get that. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Man. I don't remember what else you asked. I don't, I don't even know what else I said. <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, it's so cool. It's so cool to see everything. Like, it, I think it, it's just, it's such a foreign lifestyle to a lot of people, like, who are just like, yeah, just, you know, I go to work, I go to class, I go to, yeah. well, yeah, well, have you been on a truck for it's funny. hours and hours and hours, you know? It's funny, because I told Brandy you would ask me to do this, and she's yeah. like, so, what does he want to know? And I was like, well, I'm not sure. I said, I, I said, I think he said he just wanted to talk about life on the road, and so she kind of looked at me funny. And she's like, so what are you going to tell him? And I was like, I don't know. I was like, I don't know if he wants, like, the cute little company answers or if he wants, like, <laughs> this is what it's really like. And yeah. and she's like, well, what do you mean? And I was like, well, Kurt, this is what it's like. Yep. I wake up. I pee in a bottle. <laughs> Five minutes later, I'm driving. Then I stop somewhere. I wash my face. I pee. And then I drive. <laughs> and then you drive. <laughs> then I get unloaded. Then I drive. And I get reloaded. Then I drive. And I go to sleep. Then I wake up. And I pee in a bottle. <laughs> and you do it all again. And again. You know, and so, you know, but, but, you know, and all those things. That is, that's. Yeah. It's very monotonous. That's the lifestyle. But it's also super unique in all the opportunities it provides. Because. Yeah. You are on the road, and like you said, I mean, depending on your life situation, mm-hmm. like you can be calling your buddies while you're on the road. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's oh, yeah. all sorts of crazy stuff and I've got, opportunities that I've got a lot five of buddies of mine have. that sit on a conference call yeah. literally 10 hours a day. Yeah. There's five guys sitting on this conference call all day long, and that's all they're doing is cracking jokes, you know, yeah. pretty much all day. Yeah. It's, one, it's one of those weird situations where, like, because a lot of times I work, you got to be like a focus, focus, focus. Yeah. And obviously you're focused on sure. the road and stuff. But it's okay to be talking with people because you yeah. can multitask. Yeah. You can do other things. So Yeah. I, that, I, can't, I can't tell you how much of my study, um, yeah. just theologically, has happened behind the wheel. Do you listen to a lot of um, like A lot of audio books, a lot of sermons. Okay. Yeah. Um, I've been, let's just recently, I've listened to two volumes of church history. Wow. And about a third of a new systematic theology book that I've got. Yeah. Um, and that, yeah, I mean, that's, I don't even listen to music anymore. Like really? it used, it's I mean, and I love music. Don't get me wrong, yeah. but it's just gotten to the point. Yeah. I mean, I'll throw on a sermon. I'll throw on a book. I'll throw on a, it's, I mean, when you think about it, you know, perspective is everything, right? Yeah. You could be like, yeah, I get paid to drive around a truck all day. Or you could say, yeah, I get paid to listen to theology all day. Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And you know what? That was an intentional move on my part. It started exactly. when, when I started seminary. Mm-hmm. I needed to figure out how to study more. Mm-hmm. Because I'm driving 10 hours, and then i got to do some writing and this and that. Man, i got this test tomorrow, and I haven't studied for it, and i got to go to bed. Yep. So it was like, wait, let me start recording my books onto my iPhone, yeah. and then I'll listen to them while I'm driving. Yeah, and so that's how it started, 
And then just after not being able to continue a seminary and this and yeah. that, it's just, yeah. So um, John Frame, Systematic Church History, John Calvin. I've been listening to the, the Institutes by John Calvin. It's it, Yeah. And what it was is it was an intentional, and once again, that word intentionality, right? Yeah. How do I redeem this time? Exactly. Like, I mean, am I going to use, because I'm going to listen to something. Yeah. Right. Like I'm gonna. I'm not gonna just sit here in silence for 10, 12, 14 hours. <laughs> and so, am I gonna listen to sports radio, which I used to do all the time? Yeah. To the point where I could tell you the name of every player and their salary and this team setup and that team yeah. set. Okay. Yeah. Well, wait, 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 wait. Can you tell me that much about the Word of God? Yeah. Whoa. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it was an intentional <laughs> step to try to redeem that time okay you know so anyway yeah um i i really i'm glad you're doing that like because i think that is something like i i'm trying to get my words right in my head i think a lot of people just kind of live life they just kind of like do the next thing they you know whatever like oh i guess i got this going on today and things like that and when you take a moment to just stop and be like, what could I be doing differently? What can I be doing different right. to grow in Christ, to grow as an individual? Yeah. And it's one thing to, you know, completely flip that spectrum to like every single moment of my life needs to be planned to right. do this, this, and this. And then you forget about micromanage. Yeah. The, the people around you and just having some freedom to be there for others. But finding a really good balance of I'm going to listen to this just, you know, while I'm doing the dishes or something. So, right. Cause it's an opportunity to grow or, and then, you know, after that, I'm going to go hang out with my friends. So that way I can, you know, be with them and right. help them grow or just connect and build trust and things yeah. like that. Like there's just so much parts, so many parts of life that if you just kind of rework your mind right. around it you can do a lot of awesome things so. yeah no i would agree and i learned a lot of that i've learned from my wife honestly really yeah she's very intentional for the most part she's very intentional about how she spends her time mm-hmm. she's she she is not very idle um she is not one she's like she's not gonna wake up and just sit around and then maybe get her day going a couple of hours later like she mm-hmm. she hits the ground running you know and so and it's always for the most part, it's always very focused, like, hey, let me work on this, let me work on that. And mm-hmm. she gets mm-hmm. so much more in life accomplished than I do because, like, I didn't have that structure. And so, yeah, I guess maybe just learning from her. But I would agree with that. Um, okay, two more things I'm thinking about. One of them is pretty quick, and the other one was just kind of a conclusion type thing. Okay. Um, we've been going for... Pretty, pretty decent chunk. You're not, you're not at the record yet, though, for the longest. Oh, so. I, I can be. <laughs> yeah, you said earlier you could go for days. <laughs> are, you giving, are you giving me carte blanche here? Because I mean, you do have. The I record. actually, I actually remembered one of the questions you asked earlier that I haven't answered yet. Now go ahead. Wait, what? Okay. <laughs> I don't even remember. Who I, I do though. I do. Okay, well maybe you'll, we'll you'll know that. when you listen later. Uh, you do have the record for being the. You're the oldest guy I've had on here before. Oh, so congratulations on being the, uh, there you go. the, the elders, top of the... The elder statesman. <laughs> yeah. Ryan has spoken. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, Lord. Okay, hang on. I need to text someone real quick. I'm sorry. This is okay. I've 
trying to manage other things while doing this. Sure, sure, okay. Normally I would not do this, but they're time-sensitive things, so. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah I know. I'm being a terrible conversation. How dare <laughs> handle things. Did you ever notice that over, well, I'm not going to give a number, but let's just say the vast majority of miracles and things that were performed by Jesus in the Gospels were done in the process of him being interrupted. Really? I'm trying to think about that now. On the way to. Oh yeah, so yeah. And so. He was On going. The way uh, to yeah. So and so. Yeah. As he was preaching, those kind yeah, of things, you know. Yeah. Huh. How much margin he had built into his schedule because to be, I'm going to be present in the moment. Yeah. You need me right now, so let me pause what I'm doing to handle what you need, and then go back <laughs> to what I'm doing. Yeah. You know. But do it, and then, you know, like the most gracious. Like it's never. It's not like he didn't get to those places that he was going to or accomplish those things he was going to accomplish. He just... Mm-hmm. I'm sure this will be one of those few segments that are deleted out. <laughs> Unless we're going to post it with several seconds of dead air Did silence. Did just put some elevator music down here? Okay, 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 okay. Oh, see, look. Yeah, 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 sorry. I should have sang 99 bottles of beer. <laughs> oh, he would have only gotten to probably like 96. Anyway. <laughs> so, oh, shoot, now I have to remember what my questions were. Uh, I know what one of them is. Oh, okay. And you apparently know what one of them is. I don't remember which one it is. Okay, I know it. So, this is from earlier okay. when I said we were going to talk about where you're going to go forward. Yeah. Yeah, is that no, that's the one you're thinking about? Okay, I have a, a little fun thing we'll do right at the end, but that's okay. this. I just wanted this to be basically the wrap up. Sure. Where are you going, man? You know, it's a very interesting question and a very interesting time for you to ask it. I know. Um, I was. I was like. I, even when I heard that your truck had broke down for a yeah. while, I was like, "Oh crap! Does he not want to like?" even record right now like (laughs) no because honestly what makes your question interesting is actually several weeks before the truck broke down okay honestly yeah so um my calling um brandy's calling our heart and 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 desire in ministry is to replant churches replant um which for those who don't know in essence, and it's a little bit more detailed than this, but just basically, right? We're, we're going to go into a dying church, yeah, and and help with the power of God, and the gospel, and the word of God. Love that church back to health. Um, it's a beautiful picture of the yeah. resurrection to me. It's a beautiful testimony to a community who has slowly watched this church decline and die over time, um, to suddenly spring back to life, yeah. and just to see the power of God coming from there. Um, which so has happened to Calvary. Exactly. Englewood. Exactly. Um, and that's um, Calvary Englewood is now, I think we're up around 28 or 29 yeah. uh, plants and replants yeah. for, for a church that 11 years ago was within weeks of closing its yeah. doors. I mean, it's it's, it's We'll crazy. talk about that more. Especially, yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah, definitely. But I'm just saying, yeah, yeah exactly right, though. And so that is our heart. Um, we came to Kearney, like I said earlier, knowing that it was a temporary place, but it, so that I could get more experience growing my leadership um, get some more hands-on experience through Spencer and things like mm-hmm. that was with some church stuff and um, 
so Brandy and I have actually really been talking and praying about what, where, you know, where's God leading us to replant? When is he leading us to replant? And kind of evaluating right now how prepared mm-hmm. we feel or even others may feel that we are um, to that, kind of start that, is, that process. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a tough thing. To it do. is, it is yeah. a tough thing. Um, most people will tell you that it, it's harder than church planting. Yeah. Um, and, uh, well, and you know why it's probably, I, I mean, this is just me Sure. speculating, but I'm assuming it's because those dying churches have had, you know, pastors come in for a few months at a time and then, then move on right. and then, you know, right. all, and then maybe it's just a few older folk or maybe you're, you're, yeah, you're hitting all like, yeah. like, I don't trust these new guys who come <laughs> in and yeah. yeah, I mean, they, they're, they're all of those and a lot of other reasons yeah, and sure. sin sin yeah. sin and sin and so yeah i mean um but long story or back you know i, I don't know how to say that but um that that is our that, goal. Is, your that goal. is our goal that's our your goal. goal and so we have been praying about how do we focus our lives in a way that is more intentionally preparing us mm-hmm. specifically for that um and so that's what we're praying about right now we've actually had a couple of places that we've or at least a place rather that We've actually been praying about and thinking about um, no time frame, no anything. Um, us getting back in a truck after moving to Kearney was completely situational. Um, I got laid off because of COVID. Yep. Kind of waited around, needed a job, got back in a truck. Um, but we always knew that me being out of a truck was what really needed to happen in order for me to finish preparing and going into full-time ministry. Mm-hmm. And so we've kind of been dreaming. What does that look like? And how do I work my way out of this company to be home more? And fast forward two weeks, the truck blows up. (laughs) So um, literally our prayer all along has been, Lord, show us kind of, you know, what you want for us to do here. Do we stay in the truck? Do we get out of the truck? Truck truck quit. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So staying in the truck is really kind of a... One, we could do it, but it would be silly for us to stay in this truck at this point. So, okay. um, not sure what all the details look like as far as new job. Um, I've still got to go back to Indiana to pick this truck up once yeah. it's repaired yeah. and then bring it back home. So there's still a little bit of transition that's about to happen, but, um, right now it's really just a preparation and prayer phase of, you know, I, I still don't expect that it's going to be any more less than six months to a year. It could be two years um, before we ever find the right place for us to go and replant because there's just a lot of moving pieces with that. Yeah. Um, but just preparing for and planning for that, just trying yeah. to grow, um, just grow in my own, you know, personal walk with the Lord, strengthen our marriage, and and try to grow some of some leadership qualities because I wouldn't say that I have many of those right now. Um, not that I don't know what they are, but you know, just as yeah, far as, it's know. different to uh, know the right answers versus having lived them out, you know. And right, not saying you're not, you know, living out what it means to be a leader, but not being in a not kind being of position that week in and week yeah. out. Like, it, yeah. that's a big thing. Like, it, it's easy to talk about, it's easy to know, okay, well, this is what needs to happen, but then actually versus actually being, being able there. to do it, yeah. So, so maybe it's literally just. Being back in Carney for right now, that's help, exactly what it know, is. Yeah, I mean, growing man, at Calvary and yeah. getting ready 
for now, that's exactly what it is. Like our ultimate goal, yeah, is to replant. Yep. And, and that's what we, but we don't know where that's going to be. And so for right now, literally the exact words that I said to Brandy yesterday when we were talking about this mm-hmm. is right now, the wisest thing and the most faithful thing that we can do is be here in Kearney, mm-hmm. love the people here in Kearney as, as well as we can love them, serve the people here in Kearney as best as we can serve them and continue to continue to grow closer to the Lord as we walk through that. And yeah. Yeah. anything else that's going to happen is going to happen later. So. We'll figure it out. That's crazy. It's awesome, though. Yeah. It's like crazy awesome. So if anybody needs a, a local truck driver. Yeah, Ryan's going to be. And, uh, yeah. Need a, need a, a U-Haul? Yeah. <laughs> Someone to drive. I yeah. don't know. Matter of fact, if you're hiring for almost anything, hit me up. Um, I'll send you my resume. So. There you go. <laughs> Do you have any idea where you think you'll go? None. Just none. None. Just wherever it happens. Um, I have not really looked deeply because I need to still go to Indiana and get the straw. Yeah. I don't have a solid start date for a new job yet. Yeah. And all of this stuff kind of popped up over the last few days. Mm-hmm. So, no. Um, but I have looked. There is a local fuel company that's hiring that might be an option. Um, okay. I thought about going to the youth um, yeah. center and yeah. working there. Um, I thought about Swans because one of the guys from the church works at Swans and thought maybe I could get it in there. Who knows? Um, yeah, I literally, yeah, I don't have a clue. Right. Well, you know what? Got to do it. You're being faithful. That's what matters. So That's it. That's we'll it. go from there. Um, all right, you, I'm going to challenge you. Challenge? 30 seconds. Give me your wildest story. Oh, that's easy. <laughs> okay. That's easy. Okay. Okay, so um, got a student. It's his last run. Yeah. Okay. Um, I used to haul air freight. So we'd yeah. go into FedEx, UPS, things like that at airports. So anyway, we're on our way up to New Jersey. It's his last load. He's going to deliver this load in Jersey. We're going to drive back to Memphis. Mm-hmm. He gets off the truck. Mm-hmm. I took 30 seconds, man. Um, I said, <laughs> I said right. hey, bro. I said, hey, bro, wake me up before you get to the airport. Oh, no, I can do it. I can do it. No, listen, I know how the highway gets spidery in there. If you're yeah, on yeah. the right lane, you're going to get lost. Trust me. Wake me up. Okay, okay. <laughs> I go to bed. I wake up to, Ryan, Ryan. Whoa. <laughs> I jump up out of bed, throw open my curtains. I mean, I'm nothing but my boxers, right? Yeah. And I am surrounded. Oh, no. <laughs> by New Jersey State Police. Shotguns leveled. What? Yes, sir. <laughs> at which point I looked at him and I said, what did you do? <laughs> I beep up. I beep up. I, I get that you beeped up. Could you please tell me what just happened? I don't know. I don't know. He will not answer me at which point a uh, state trooper points to me and points to the ground. Oh, Lord. Here we go. And I actually went to grab my pants at which point he hollered. I said, get out of the truck. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're climbing out of our truck now. Um, So, yeah, I climbed out of the truck. What are you guys doing? Sir, you you seen me just get out of bed. I don't know. Do you know where the heck you are at? And I'm looking around. No, sir, I do not. Where are you trying to go? He's supposed to be going to FedEx, sir. You know, like, I. do you know how to get there? And at that point when I'm starting to realize. I am standing in the passenger loading zone of Newark, New Jersey Airport. <laughs> you can see the interstate behind you. At which point I said to the officer... Yes, sir. I do know how to get there. From the interstate. I don't know how he got here. 
He cusses me up one side, down the other, walks me back to the truck, opens the driver's side door, looks at the student. He says, if I see him driving in this state, I'm taking you both to jail. <laughs> no. Puts me in the driver's seat. Literally, they have to back traffic up onto the interstate because it all narrows down to one lane. Yeah. And everybody stopped because they stopped the semi. So they have to back traffic up in order to back the semi up to oh, turn man. the semi around because there's no clearance for it to go straight. Yeah. Give us a police escort to the FedEx facility at Newark, New Jersey Airport. Do you know why they were so antsy? My student, I should clarify as well, mm-hmm. um, was from Southern Louisiana. Big boy. Had a beard probably about halfway down his chest. Mm-hmm. Um, pretty dark skinned. Um, looked possibly Arab. Mm. Don't mean that to be racist whatsoever. But Just it plays into the story. It plays into the story because of the stereotypes and what happened at Newark, New Jersey Airport. Yeah. That is where the planes from 9-11 were hijacked uh... on. And so here he is. With the 53-foot explosive trailer, because it's got explosives written right on the side of it. Yeah. In the passenger loading zone of the airport. Oh, no. I'm surprised we did not get shot that day. But, yeah. Crazy story. There was, I knew there was no way you get that in 30 seconds. Nah, yeah, sorry, bro. That's all right. <laughs> Dude, the, that would be the weirdest wake-up I'd ever have. Like, be like, what the heck? There's yeah. a dude with a shotgun. In the, what's going on? I told yeah. you to wake me up. Yeah. Uh, I've also been woke up and told that the mothership was above us. What? Yeah. I had a student wake me up. Um. Do you see it? Do you see it? Do I see what? The mothership. And I mean, dude, he's shaking like this. I mean, like he could not have held a cup of coffee in his hand. And what it was is it was the red the red lights on the wind on the windmills that were blinking, and this dude thought it was a UFO. <laughs> and at first, I I was mad because I thought he was messing with me. Yeah. And he was like, but then you seen how much the dude was shaking yeah. and lost all the color in his face. Like that dude was serious. I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. That's crazy. Whew. I love you, man. Yeah, I love you too, Ryan. Thank you so much for doing this. The next time we get together, you got to talk more about you. <laughs> yeah, I'm serious. All right, well, I'm serious. Like, a... you, well, you got to come over for dinner. Okay. Just hang out and talk about Ben. I mean, Kurt. <laughs> ben. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, no, I would love to. Yeah. Um, this has been great for me to get to know you and all your your crazy, aw- awesome life, but. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd love to come over for supper sometime. Yeah, it would be a lot of fun. Well, that, you got anything else, or is that it? You good? Hmm, how much longer before I hit the record? <laughs> uh, yeah, at least another 40 minutes. Ah, uh, no, we're good. <laughs> we're good. We're good. <laughs> no, okay. Wait, you got a bottle? No, I'm, okay, not. <laughs> I'm not. Nobody will get that. <laughs> no, anyway. Uh, you can delete that. It, it's okay. You you do it. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, that's gonna be it. Thank that's you so it. much, and uh, thank you, bro. There's Ryan and I might go uh, 
eat a chip. I don't know for sure. We'll find out. Oh yeah. <laughs> but that's a that's another story. So Hacky. I'll, I'll catch you guys later. <laughs> Man, that was a lot of fun. Ryan just he just cracks me up so much. <laughs> um, I hope you guys appreciate that episode. I know I really appreciated it. It was just really cool to um, get a glimpse into someone, someone else's lifestyle that's it's very foreign to my own. And um, there's just something about learning about how how people live uh, differently from me that I find very uh, intriguing and helpful and learning how to connect better with others and um, be more empathetic and learn a lot of like really cool things and also like the hard things too. So it was just a really good conversation with Ryan. Um, and so, yeah, I hope you guys, hope you guys liked it. A couple quick notes uh, at the end as, as per usual, I really screwed up the, uh, the mic level on this one. I, I know it, it's something that's pretty easy to correct, but I just had it recorded in person for a while. And so I was used to being, to being able to adjust stuff, um, on separate audio tracks. So hopefully that wasn't too much of an issue. I tried to fix a lot of it. So you, it wasn't constantly blowing out your ears and stuff, but that and bumping the table, I still got to work on that, um, or find a way to elevate my mic. Um, as you could, as was pretty, pretty evident, uh, Ryan and I were both struggling with our, our math. And so any of those those numbers that uh, he gave in regards to, to, I think it was, at some point he, he talked about truck driving accidents or something. And I think the number he gave was actually, if his numbers were correct, and I think there are even fewer uh, truck accidents per certain miles driven um, where the, the trucker was liable if my math is right. But like I said, you know what, in the end, just go research that yourself. It's not even a super important thing, but you know, I try and, uh, keep, keep, I don't want to misinform people either. So, (laughs) um, that's going to do it though for today. Uh, next time I actually do know what's coming next time. I recorded another episode with some high school friends I actually recorded it over Zoom, and so you'll be able to, if you watch it on YouTube, uh, see some of our faces and expressions and that kind of stuff. But yeah, that one's that one's a little bit uh, kind of just a goofy one, uh, talking about friendship. There's still some some good stuff in it too, but it's kind of my experiment episode with Zoom. So uh, if anything, go watch it and just watch Toby the whole time because he's just dancing around half the time in the background. Anyway, that's going to do it for today, and uh, I hope you all have a wonderful day. See ya.